What's up, Armchair Army? Episode 39 of the Armchair Analyst. Your host, Garrett Wise. Boom. Boom. Joined by Hunter Saffel. Boom. I'm here. Doing Boom. it again. Doing it again. Episode 39. We got the running back rankings today. I'm excited about it. It's going to be good. Doing the, the speed episodes. We're flying through them today. Doing our consensus top 12. Yeah. If we're talking fast, it's actually you didn't click the 1.5 speed on your phone. We're just talking fast. We're trying to get through these things. Yeah. We're knocking them out. <laughs> We've come to realize uh, some people don't have all the time in the world to listen to us. So we're shortening some things. they don't want to listen to us. Yeah. Really. <laughs> a little goes a long way. So <laughs> we're trying to make these a little bit shorter. Uh, certain episodes. Now, if you want to hear some of our long form episodes, you can go check out episode 37 Seven. and previous episodes. Uh, we get a little bit more in depth on some of these players. But today, we're just going over our consensus rankings. Just a quick word on each of these players. So... I'm going to start us off with the running back position, talking about the number one man, and it is CMC. In three words, describe CMC. You said quick. Scary as heck. <laughs> That's pretty good considering you drafted him in the first round of the last two years and he burned you. Burned. I'm yeah. still burning. No, he's, he's number one in my rankings um, as well. Uh, to me, he just has too much upside. Uh, his pass-catching ability is just incredible um and this is ppr we're talking about yeah and ppr you're right i and think half point or standard we might might be a little bit different yeah and half point i think he'd still be number one for me not um, me but i understand but um i just think he's he's just he's too talented and not that jonathan taylor isn't spoiler alert number two but um i did i the the weapons in this offense i don't know i just feel like they rely on cmc too much there's not much depth in that running back room so um to me, he's just used all over the field. I think it's an offense to watch. My my biggest concern with CMC is actually not injury. It's it's the uh, coaching staff kind of maybe going slow with him. Not I don't know, maybe not cutting him out too much, but really trying to save him more for a playoff push. Um, I kind of I think I don't think Baker Mayfield is elite, but I think he is to me quite a bit above Sam Darnold. And I think this offense could be one to watch and and see if some of these pieces hit CMC included. Well, the talented pieces will be nice to have in fantasy that's for sure yep and cmc definitely checks that box so number two jonathan taylor indianapolis colts yep i mean there's not much to say i mean he, he's elite he's about as good as it gets he feels like all the safer the pick of the of the two yeah that's for sure he doesn't have as much upside his ceiling isn't as high as cmc's but um he's definitely the safer option um i mean he scored well, I think it was like 18 rushing touchdowns or something crazy or red zone touchdowns. I don't know, something crazy like that last year. Um, he's not, he doesn't, the the new quarterback, Matt Ryan will check it down. No. Yeah. Matt Ryan will check yeah. it down a lot. <laughs> Man, these quarterback moves are throwing me off sometimes. Uh, but, yeah. uh, so he has some uh, potential to catch a lot more passes out of the backfield, but they do have Naeem Hines there. Um, so that, that could eat into some of that work. So that's, that's one of the reasons why I have him at number two and CMC number one. He did have 18 rushing touchdowns last year and 1800 yards. I did not realize he had that many yards. Yeah. That is stupid. He blew up after like week four or something. So, I mean, both of those, I mean, they could go up, but you would think that just going normal regression, they might go down a little bit, but what you said about the, the pass catching, um, depending on what you believe about Matt Ryan and how that team's going to operate, like if his pass catching numbers come up, he had 40 receptions last year, which is respectable. But if he can get to like 50 or 60, I think he's to me easily above CMC. It's just, it just depends on what you believe um, about this team and how they're going to operate. To me, CMC has like the ceiling of 90 to a hundred catches though, which he's done in the past. But I don't think he's going to rush for 1800 yards personally, 
Or is that is that what he had? He rushed for eight. No, no, no. Jonathan Taylor did. I I think he's going to do more on the ground to offset some of CMC's passing work. But I I still have CMC ahead uh, right right now. I got you. Um, At number three, we've got Derrick Henry. Um, I mean, Derrick Henry's a beast. Like before he got hurt last year, he's on pace for like four hundred and sixty carries or four hundred eighty touches or something like that, Um, and on pace for like forty five catches. So uh, it seems to be utilizing the passing game a little bit more. He's been an elite ball carrier ever since he's been in the league. Um, it's hard to argue um, his talent and he, his ceiling just to me is a little bit higher. He has a lot of uh, touchdown upside as well. So He played a full seven games last year and was still in PPR. He was the running back 21 in standard. He was running back 14 and only played less than half the games. I <laughs> a mean, top it, 14 running back. It's standard. unbelievable. Almost had a thousand yards rushing in those seven games. So, um, the upside's definitely there, but he is 28 years old. He is 240 plus pounds, and he is dealing with a foot injury. So there's there's some concerns there. He's gonna be well, scary too. But, but his his foot injury, he he was they held him out for a little bit extra time to recover last year, and he still came back within that season. And he didn't look the same, but I mean, he also had what was it nine, ten weeks off. So mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. To me, I think his health it shouldn't be a concern. Now there is a lot of wear and tear on his body, but the foot injury should not be that big of a concern because it should be healed. All right, number four on our list, we have Austin Eckler, Chargers. Um, really, nothing to me is, has really changed. They drafted Isaiah Spiller, the rookie, but he's not even looking like the number two man, uh, Camp Reports are saying. So, really, it's it's same song, second verse for Austin Eckler. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, we've talked about this offense a lot now. Um, he's in an elite offense, and from not scoring in the red zone to having – like 12 20, rushing touchdowns yeah. and eight receiving touchdowns. There you go. I was going to say 20 touchdowns. So, yep. yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he has that kind of upside and that kind of ceiling again to do it again. So. Yeah, and he's a guy. He had 70 receptions. That's going to be a big deal. We'll see if they keep using him in that role, but signs are pointing to yes. Uh, number five, a guy that I really like here, uh, Dalvin Cook coming in. He's just an explosive player. Um, when he's playing for you, he's great. The problem is he usually – he's he, you can count on him to miss a few games every year. But, um, you know, two of the last three years, he's top six running back. Last year, he was banged up and was 16. But uh, he's our number five guy, um, new offensive-minded coach. So we're going to see how that changes things. Yeah, so actually I have him at six, and the next guy I have it as is my fifth-ranked running back. But um, And it's for those reasons you mentioned right there at the end. The new offense, we're not really sure how it will be used, and he just never plays a full season. So you're almost guaranteed to get a few games where Dalvin sits out. Um, now, don't get me wrong, he, he is about as good as it gets on all parts of the field. I mean, he can rush the ball through between the tackles, and he can catch the ball. I mean, he's he breaks tackles. I mean, he's elite. He scores a lot of touchdowns. So um, being ranked fifth or sixth or whatever, like, he's he's still worth drafting early in your draft. And to me, he has a ceiling with this higher-scoring offense that could potentially um, bump him up higher in these rankings, especially if some of these guys get hurt. So he's got a high ceiling, but his floor could be a little bit lower than some as well. Number six on our list, we got DeAndre Swift, PPR machine. Um, he's a guy that it seems like we're kind of calling a shot, not just us. I think a lot of fantasy people have him that high. But uh, last year he was only RB15. He was banged up a little bit. And uh, we're hoping to see him take a step forward, I think, this year. That's what people are looking at. Yeah, and he's he's the guy I had ranked at fifth um, in my rankings. but um, And that's this, just like you were saying, the fantasy community is pretty high on him because we expect a lot out of him. Like there's been some like reports and comparisons to what CMC did there for a while and how he has that kind of upside. And, and 
I'm right there with them. But there is like the, some training camp reports have been coming out saying that like they want to do a little bit more committee and that Jamal Williams is going to get a lot of work. Um, so that might limit some of his upside. I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. That's why I have him ranked so high. Uh, but he definitely has the talent, um, kind of like Dalvin on all aspects of the field to get the job done, especially in PPR leagues. All right, the next guy on the list, number seven, Joe Mixon. I think we're a little bit higher than consensus, um, but probably deservedly so. I mean, he had. I'm looking at this point scoring format, and it's PPR, and we do point two running back three last year. Uh, let's Is that see. what it was? Sorry, running, running back four on PPR and running back three standard. Okay, but he had like seven games in our scoring where he had over thirty points or something. Yeah, is that right? One, two, three, four, five, and then two that were really close. So like he had some big boom games, and mm-hmm. uh, he actually burned me pretty bad. I believe it was two years ago, and didn't do anything to start the season. I traded him away, and he took off, and uh, <laughs> so I got kind of my feelings hurt over that one, and, and didn't have any shares of him last year. But uh, looks like a guy that could repeat exactly what he did last year. Very similar more situation and a guy that was fun to, to have on your team yeah um he's the problem with Mixon. like one of his question marks is the fact that this coaching staff doesn't really have a third down back it's either you know joe gets all three downs or it's maja piran gets all three downs so uh it's kind of inconsistent a little bit with his workload and his usage but um he proved that i mean he stayed healthy last year and when you stay healthy proved to be a fantasy relevant running back i mean he produced on a a weekly basis for you so um the offense is great you know that they're going to score points so um i like mixing here i actually have him rank seven so this is right where i had him so this next one to me i mean it, it almost feels a little bit disrespectful but there are some question marks and it's Najee harris number eight running back off our board um man had a great rookie year last year 1200 rushing yards only seven rushing touchdowns on 300 carries you could see that uh potentially going up but he also had 74 receptions. I think he, I don't know if he led the league for running backs, but definitely one of your higher uh, running back receiving numbers. So just a guy that I think is really good. I think the question mark probably comes in with a new quarterback and, and how that team is going to look uh, with somebody else under center. Yeah, I actually have him ranked 10th in my um, running back rankings, not eight. Boo. Um, yeah, I know. So disrespectful. Yeah. So disrespectful. That's why he's low in our rankings. Yeah. Um, but I'm right there with you. I mean, you, you touched on the question mark. We got, I mean, poor offensive line, new quarterback. I mean, we don't have Big Ben there to check it down to him every single time the play breaks down and the, the defensive line gets through the offensive line. So um, I, I just don't see him getting 74 catches again next year or especially that many targets. And so if that doesn't happen in a full PPR league, to me, he just doesn't have the um, – the ceiling that some of these other guys have as far as pass catching. And, um, he probably, what'd you say his rushing touchdowns were again? Did you, do you remember off seven? Of head, seven. Yeah. So I, I see him getting somewhere similar to that. And if you drop his catches down to me, he just drops down the rankings. Yep. He's an interesting guy. The NSFL draft, he, uh, was kept. So he's off the board, but a guy might be looking to pick up in some places if possible, this redraft season. All right. Number nine, we've got Alvin Kamara. We are assuming that his uh, legal troubles are going to get pushed back to at least next year. So he uh, actually moved up our board a little bit since we made this list. But he's at number nine now. Um, just a constant producer. I mean, I'm looking at the last five years. He was three, four, nine, one, eight. Coming into this season, I would say his question mark is, again, kind of a new coaching staff. Uh, full season with Jameis Winston, we don't know what that's going to look like. Would you agree with, with that? Yeah, so I, I actually have him at number eight here in my personal ranking, so number nine's right there with me. But 
Um, he's been about as efficient as it comes when it gets to the running back position. Uh, he scores like crazy, and he—I mean—he he just gets chunk yardage after chunk yardage every time he touches the ball. Um, I don't see much, none of that much of that changing. Uh, yeah, the quarterback situation is a question mark, but he produced on a fan, for a fantasy last year with the third and second and third string running back or uh, quarterbacks last year. So. Um, yeah, the new coaching staff might be different, but I mean, he's probably the most talented guy on the field for that team, and you've got to give the most talented guy the ball. To me, this right here represents a little bit of a tear break going to the next guy, and I uh, don't mean that to be offensive at all, but but everybody we've talked about so far, if that's my RB1, I probably feel okay. Uh, number 10, we've got Aaron Jones, and to me... How offensive. I, I, the thing is, I've had Aaron Jones on so many teams, but it's always been as my RB two. You know, he's he's usually around that uh, two three turn. Uh, this year's might be a little bit higher than that, but the dude produces. I mean, last three years in PPR, he was RB two, RB five, RB ten. Um, my biggest concern with him, and it might not be justified, is AJ Dillon uh, eating into his rushing. But with no receivers there, maybe that those receiving numbers go up. Yeah. So Aaron Jones, the guy I'm actually really high on. So. Um, I have him ranked ninth, so I actually have him ranked higher than Najee Harris um, in my personal rankings. But like you just said, like the receiving work is going to be there. Green Bay has one of the most vacated targets in the league. And, and Aaron Jones is a guy that Aaron Rodgers trusts a lot. Uh, he already has shown that he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Aaron, jo- or Aaron Rodgers passes Aaron Jones a lot already. And um, we actually touched on this in our uh, mis- takes and mistakes episode. But um Aaron Jones has actually had and struggled with uh, a shared backfield his entire career, but he's still been efficient and been a top five back multiple years in um, fantasy. So, I mean, he's shared the backfield with Jamal Williams at times and A.J. Dillon as well. So I don't see that changing much, especially now that the receiving options are very limited. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers just came out the other day and said, we need to have our best 11 people on the field, which means A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones will probably be on the field at the same time. So um, Aaron Jones is going to produce and he's going in like the second round, like I would love to get Aaron Jones second round. Number 11, uh, getting a little scary here, but I think this is an upside play. It's a guy that has been the RB1 as a rookie. He's been RB10, but then the last two years, RB114, injury, injury real season, <laughs> and then RB30 uh, last year in 13 games. So we're talking about Saquon Barkley and the the New York Giants. Um New coaching staff, which is a good thing, I think, in this case. Brian Dable from the the Buffalo Bills. Um, the issue, I think, more than anything, isn't even health with them. It's the reports in camp. Daniel Jones not looking good. This offense is kind of looking wonky. And uh, he's, in my opinion, probably the most talented player they have uh, on the offensive side of the ball. But it's like, how is he going to be used? And is he going to be able to make things work when the rest of the team maybe isn't? At his level, yeah, and a lot of times when he's had he's had success in fantasy was out of the backfield catching passes, and they've got a guy in Kadarius Tony who can be a short yardage um, PPR guy, and then they also drafted a very Kadarius Tony like player in Wandale Robinson, mm-hmm. and so reports have been positive for both of those guys at a camp, so it makes me think that there's potential that Saquon doesn't catch as many passes out of the backfield, and that's going to hurt his fantasy value a little bit, but. Outside of that, like he's got the talent and the ceiling to be in the top five. I mean, if he's used like he used to be, he can be up there. I mean, he has that kind of talent. He's proven it before. Um, his biggest question mark has always been health. Um, he's apparently healthy right now. So hopefully for his sake and for fantasy manager's sake, he's healthy going into the season. And this offense can take a step forward with this new coaching regime. And Saquon actually can finish in the top 12. 
All right, this next guy was was it our thruster bust episode? Um, yes. Okay, thruster bust episode. I, yes. I spoke to this guy, and uh, since then I've talked to Shane Eason, who also joined us on the episode several times. He's got me a little bit scared off of him. Not going to lie, he's uh, <laughs> but it's number twelve. It's Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, the dude just delivers at the year end. Uh, in his entire career, two, thirteen, five, three, nine, seven. That's his. That's his PPR running back finishes. Uh, just always solid. Last year, rushed for a thousand yards again. He had ten touchdowns again, and he's still getting receiving work even with Pollard there. Last year, he had forty-seven receptions, which is more than Jonathan Taylor, like we talked about. Um, the concern here is, is maybe he's lost a step. The concern here is Pollard, um, but. Like, like the Packers, these guys have lost a lot of receiving options due to health or getting traded away. And and uh, so Zeke maybe sees a little uptick along with Pollard in the passing, and maybe those two can coexist. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, I really don't have much to add to it. Um, I think Zeke is just an important, very, very important part of this offense. Um, if he stays healthy, he's going to get the ball, and he might just volume his way into fantasy relevance, um, into top 12 upside. Um, you got some... Yeah, I was gonna say if you uh, if you start your draft with two solid stud receivers and get Zeke as your first running back, are you feeling good or are you feeling a little? Sketchy? Oh yeah, I think I think that's a safe pick. I mean, he may not have great yards per carry, but I think he's still going to get the ball plenty of times to give him opportunities to score. And like you were saying, like there's not a lot of weapons in this offense, and and they invested in Zeke. They want Zeke around. They traded Amari Cooper so that they could continue to pay Zeke. So. Um, I think they trust Zeke. They like Zeke. He's going to be part of this offense no matter what. All right. Well, that is going to be our running back top 12 episode. Join us tomorrow. We'll be covering uh, receivers. If you missed us yesterday, we got our quarterbacks up. But overall, guys, it's draft season. Hope you guys enjoy your drafts. If you're drafting, good luck. Have fun.